0: Stern filmmaker Ann Johnston Brown has spent the past 35 years navigating the ups and downs of Hollywood. With a master's degree in theater arts, Ann was a professor at the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles, and is the author of several books published by Smith & Krauss, the world's largest of its kind. Her films on the subject of homelessness have won countless awards, and her voice can be heard throughout the world in a variety of television and radio commercials as well as the audiobooks of many New York Times and USA Today best-selling authors. And now she brings to you the best of what she's learned. Welcome to The Actor's Guide. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Actor's Guide. Well, today I have a guy on the show who literally does it all, literally, and uh, he is just going to be so inspiring to those of you out there who who are getting started, but also who might even have a, a little one-man, one-woman show in their heart that they want to do. Maybe he can give us a little advice today. His name is J. Elijah Cho. I'm going to call him Jonathan since he told me I could. He's on the line right now. Hey, Jonathan, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I am great. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. I tell you what, we're going to, we're going to be linking a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff to this podcast because you have done so much stuff. And, uh, when, when I do put those links on, people are going to see what I mean when I say you do it all. But I think. I don't. I don't know. You'll have to tell me. Were you a musician before you became an actor, and then everything else you do? I think. I believe I was
1: always an actor first. Mm. I think because when I was little, I remember um, I w- I watched a uh, Temple of Doom and <laughs> uh Goonies and oh. that actor Kiwi Kwan, and seeing yeah. him, I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. And so since then, it was like my mom used to joke that like. I don't remember this because I was very little, mm-hmm. but she said that when she asked what I wanted to do, like, do you want to be a doctor, an astronaut, uh, an mm-hmm. athlete? And I would, I would say, I want to be an actor because then I could be all of them.
0: Right, and, right. And so
1: I was going to say my, my folks are, um, my dad's a, a an artist, a, like a visual artist and a musician, and my mom is very outgoing, but, uh, well, she started becoming an actor later in life oh really music sort of came from having from my dad Uh um because my dad was a musician I was like I want to perform um so, I mean, music is also a way of performing. And yeah, so.
0: yeah. Well, when you decided that you wanted to be an actor, and uh, you were very young, from what you're saying, how did you go about getting some training? Uh, because you did tell your mom that you wanted to do this early on. Did she get you right into theater?
1: Um, I did plays in school, okay. and um, there was a thing called Far East drama in Korea, which was like all the military bases, mm-hmm. like in Japan, Korea, mm-hmm. um, Okinawa, would have like I guess like regionals, I suppose, like yeah. you do monologues and scenes. Um, but it wasn't until college that I think I I really started um learning. Right. You know, I think it was growing up. It was a lot of um mimicking or like Mm -hmm. seeing like, okay, I want to learn how to do that or I want to be able to do that. Uh, So it was kind of like teach Um, Mm -hmm. Mm yourself-ish. But once I got to college in Florida, the University Mm -hmm. of South Florida in Tampa, um, I actually got a really good education i feel like a good theater education but
0: But before you before you did that you know uh you did something that we haven't even really talked a lot about on this show and we've i this is i think our 40 45th episode and you you studied people You 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 know you were mimicking you said, but you were studying other actors and you were studying the craft just by studying people, the actors and the and other other characters. I love that because that is what we do first.
1: You just reminded me. I one of my first I think I guess performances was we would have like a a scholastic at our school. We would have like assemblies Mm -hmm. where like the teachers would you know give out uh, make announcements and stuff. And I remember I would. I would go on and impersonate various teachers at this school oh my kind goodness. of like and this is Mr. Yeah. Mark yeah, I yeah. learned science oh that's you know? awesome that's and great. so yeah that, watching people uh-huh. learning from
0: people yeah because uh, I, I do remember now that we have dealt with this subject on the show of studying people but usually it's for improvisation you know le- uh, learning right. you know characterization through improvisation and mimicking the life as we see it but that is such a huge thing to say that as a young person You took that upon yourself as an early study. Uh, And then you went to college. Now, did you major in theater?
1: I did. I majored in theater performance.
0: Mm, Wow, okay. And so did you have a theater career then? I did.
1: After I graduated, um, I was very fortunate because I was in Tampa for like this almost theater renaissance where like a bunch of the companies started collaborating with each other and like there was so much uh, work. Yeah, and um, you know, it was a thing where every weekend I could see one of my friends performing in something, mm-hmm. and um, unless you know I was in a show,
0: yeah, <laughs> <And> <laughs> of course. So it was yeah.
1: it was really mm-hmm. it was really nice, and I think that was um, you know, the next step of like after the the application part of it, mm-hmm. like I learned all this stuff, and like now was an opportunity to like mm-hmm. apply what I'd learned, right? And, um, also learn from. You know, I think you learn so much from working with different people and mm-hmm. seeing, like, okay, this is how you approach work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, you know, I feel like with art, it's like there's no right way or wrong way to go about it. Right. I think a well. well I feel like your method is your own, I suppose. Well, and you so, can take
0: method, the this, the system as we call it, you can take these principles, which, you mm-hmm. know, there are some real basic fundamental principles that no one can deny as an actor, but to translate them into your own method, I, I think we, we, take, we don't really realize the importance of that, uh, each mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm.
1: What you bring to the table, as opposed to being like, right. okay, I'm going to strip this away and right. try to do… What someone else says kind of like, oh, okay, I like how this person mm-hmm. approaches this. Uh,
0: what about your one-man show? Uh, I know that sure. there, <laughs> yeah, I've got to know, you know, how did this happen? What was your inspiration? How, You know, I mean, it's one thing to be an actor and have a history and have something to talk about. It's another thing to put it on paper, then put it on the stage and perform it and market it and do all you did. Give us a summary of all of that.
1: Right, right. Uh, so the the solo show that I've been doing is called Mr. Uniyoshi, and it's a uh, one-man show where I play Mickey Rooney developing his character for Breakfast at Tiffany's, okay. which, if you're not familiar, is uh, uh, probably the most famous example of mm-hmm. yellowface in <laughs> okay. American cinema. Yeah, right. And, you know, it's a very yeah. ugly, I yeah. think, portrayal, but product of its time. and. That's right. So for me, I think um, I th- the, the inspiration for the the show was actually a mm. meme that a friend of mine in Tampa posted on Facebook. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, it, it was a picture of Mickey Rooney as Mr. Huh. Mr. Unioshi with the caption, satire.
0: Oh, with a question mark. Right, right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so
1: I had commented underneath it like, I'm going to do a one man show where I do this character. Wow. Do this guy. And a lot of my friends were really supportive, kind of like, I would, you know, pay to see that. Mm -hmm. And so from there, it became trying to talk about this um, very sensitive subject uh, in a way that is potentially. Healing, I want to say, or, sure. or, um, mm-hmm.
0: well, it's a, it's a teaching moment too for you to teach, uh, people about how insensitivity, uh, on their part is hurtful.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so. And I think that, like, but it also at the same time is kind of like in my mind, there's this, uh, conversation being had of kind of like, well, we're not allowed to make these kinds of jokes anymore. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's like part of me feels like, y- with my character, when I the way I play Mickey Rooney, he's uh, uh, he's out of touch, mm-hmm. and like I do feel like I get laughs because some of these jokes I've written are structured in such a way that like w- this guy's out of touch. He's saying stuff that's you know, oh right, not politically correct, right? But like it's, it's it's the way you do it. It's how you're including the audience right, into it that right. I think is. Um,
0: well, so do, it's exciting
1: for me to try and do that. Of kind well, of, like, do you think that, do that they're this?
0: uncomfortable? Do you think the audience laughs? Because, you know, I, actually, I got a ma- master's degree in comedy. I, I literally studied oh, it for years. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, one of the things that we laugh at, is, well, the, one of the reasons, rather, that we laugh is when we're uncomfortable. And we mm-hmm. don't know how to respond other than to laugh. It's a it's an instinct react an instinctive reaction. And uh, what do you think? I'm sure there's more than one reason why an audience would laugh at something irreverent. Or well, now we right. we no, call absolutely. it irreverent. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I think that that's interesting because I think that I try to go out of my way to make people comfortable. Okay, <laughs> I, I think. And So
0: making them comfortable with the uncomfortable is that kind of
1: I suppose because mm. I think the, the the tricky thing with doing the uncomfortable thing is I think it's very easy to make people uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah. And easy. so the I always come back to this idea of challenging an audience as opposed to offending them. Okay. You know, like there's something about like saying something that you know is going to shock an audience uh, and getting yeah. a re- getting a reaction, yeah. and then you, that's it. Whereas if you approach it, you're kind of like, okay, this is uncomfortable. And like I know that like people are like mm-hmm. uh, but if you come with me on this journey, yeah, I feel like there's an even um, better mm-hmm. joke mm-hmm. to be found. I think that it, it's something I think about that like a lot of um, the worst types of racism are, are lazy. I mm-hmm. think what it is, it's like a lazy uh, Mickey Rooney thinking about playing a Japanese character, Mr. Yeah. Miyoshi. It's yeah. like okay, well, what are Japanese people like, and you see it, and you're like, "Did you do any like research?"
0: Right, right. And
1: so I think that with yeah. this this show, I think that like I knew I wanted, I knew I didn't want the audience to be laughing for the wrong reasons. If that well, makes sense, I you think know, I think like, too
0: exposing the the actor from a different era doing a caricature, not a real person, mm-hmm. doing doing a cartoon version. Of life, and therein lies the the ridiculous nature of of right. of you know racism from those eras. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it it makes them more than just offensive. It makes them so ridiculous when you really think about like what you just said. Obviously, right. he he was not playing a legitimate Japanese person. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah. And I think it's also like. In my mind, it's like this is one person. Like, when you think about systemic racism, it's always interesting to Mm -hmm. me, like, how much is like the contribution to it, you know? Like, and I think that, like, with Mickey Rooney, in playing Mickey Rooney, you know, (laughs) I I knew that if I was going to have an audience for like an hour, like, if I was playing him in such a way that was, um, like mean, yes, I guess and mean like even mean towards mm-hmm. him, you know. Vengeful
0: even. I'm getting back at right, the Mickey right. Rooneys of, of of all time. Uh, whereas
1: for me, I was kinda like, Well, what are the ways I can connect? And like right. as an actor who's like wants to work, like I looked at a he he, he had just his the Mickey Rooney show got cancelled, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so like as an actor, yeah. I can certainly understand like I need to take work when exactly. it comes to me. Yeah. And so like in that sense, like I'm not apologizing for him but like in a weird way as an actor i'm like i get it mickey rooney and like so in playing it i Mm -hmm. feel like i'm able to get to a a point where you know an audience interestingly enough sympathizes with me as mickey rooney like I oh
0: i get it i've had a few
1: people being like Mm -hmm. oh man like Mm -hmm. i
0: wanted him to figure it out well, you know, in 2 there was a less enli- there was less enlightenment back then, let's face it. Mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. but in the 60s, the civil rights movement was very strong, obviously, at its it's in its right. heyday. But people weren't thinking about about anything other than the African Americans uh with regard to civil rights and and how we perceive and how we portray and and that I think maybe there was a little disconnection on everyone's part at that time, including Mickey Rooney and all the producers and all that of the film. Well, I mean, I think
1: at that time, you also think of how big this country is, you know? Yeah. And so, even where, like, civil rights movements happen, it's like, there are still, I don't want to say backwards, but, like, maybe behind, you know, yeah. parts of this country. Right. And, like, it's something that I addressed in uh, the show, that The Hayes Code, which was, um, you know, it prevented portraying interracial interracial relationships on on screen and in my mind is probably because there were states that were Mm -hmm. like it's illegal it was
0: still illegal Mm -hmm, that's right
1: um it's interesting it's it's tricky though because i also feel like it's the a similar struggle you know um trying to get recognized you know i think that like the recognition that um black actors in like the 60s and that civil rights movement the artists that you know, came mm-hmm. to prominence. I think, I think of um, the the ripples in the pond. You know, right. like the artists that get influenced every time uh, uh, they can see themselves represented. Right. And I think that's like uh, something that I'm conscious of when I'm performing, of just right. the idea. Of, like, am I? Yeah. Going to inspire someone? Yeah. Younger than me.
0: Well, and 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 what a what a huge obligation. You know, and uh, someone like me, I don't take that into consideration. I don't think about that. And you've opened my eyes about that. Um, Wow. Uh, What about how has, uh, what obstacles, other than the obvious, you know, have have Mm -hmm. you had to, uh, you know, contend with? Um,
1: It's interesting. I think because it's, um, I mean, I think the big one is uh, possibly internal, you know.
0: Mm, Okay, (laughs) sure.
1: Of like how... I feel I'm perceived versus the way I'm perceived. Mm. Um, Like, am I thinking like, Oh, this is how people see me when like, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Um, And you, you talked about like that, the sort of responsibility, you know, you feel. And um, I think about, um, well, what's interesting is when I was in Tampa, I feel like I was, it was a small enough community that I was a part of Mm -hmm. that like, in a weird way, I was almost able to, um, I don't want to say forget I'm Asian. Uh, <laughs> blend like,
0: in, maybe? I don't know. Like blend in
1: or, or like it wasn't, it was like I would be doing Shakespeare or I would be doing Crimes of the Heart, you know, oh, like we want yeah. you to have like a Southern accent. I'm kind of like, oh, this <laughs> is great. Like, yeah, you see me as like an actor that you yeah. can use for whatever. Uh-huh. And then like visiting New York and coming out to L.A., uh-huh. it's kind of like I hear people being like, oh, I don't get chances to do that but I also th- I think I want to be um, I, I try to be optimistic I suppose um, because I think that like I, I come back to this phrase narrative plentitude of mm-hmm. like it's important to see like a variety of stories mm-hmm. of, uh, within the, the any diaspora mm-hmm. and I think that we're starting to see that um, even more so now because of um, oddly enough I want to say like Social media or like TikTok and stuff.
0: Right, right.
1: Which I think initially I was kind of like, um, is that cheating? <laughs> but then, like, I see I've been doing a lot of improv and sketch out here yeah. and like to see how easy it is for content to be um, accessible, to create accessible content for people yes. that is yours. That's that you're right. like, this is me. If you want to see me, here's a ton of me.
0: Yeah, um, yeah
1: which I think is like opening doors
0: potentially. Well, and it's also opening minds. And when you can use what we have at our disposal now as actors to market yourself mm-hmm. and show mm-hmm. your range and show the fact that that there's so much more potential here than you're than you know, it's it's I go back to something you were saying about it being lazy. It's so mm-hmm. lazy of the industry. Um mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you're saying, hey, I'm going to use these sources to, to, to put myself out there and, and get my own audience.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah. And, and so you're, tell me, is this how you've gotten your one man show off the ground or have you done film festivals or theater festivals? I mean, what, how are you, uh, how are you promoting your, your stuff? <laughs>
1: I've done a few Fringe festivals. I've done New York Fringe um, and Hollywood Fringe. And then Hollywood Fringe has been great because through them, I was able to um, have access to Sydney Fringe and um, back home in Tampa, Tampa Fringe. Wow. So like the prestige of having done Hollywood Fringe has uh, opened um, a, a few doors. And then yeah. the other thing is collaborating has actually been what the surprise
0: hmm. I, I don't
1: think it's really a surprise because that's always I feel like where I create my best work. yeah and,
0: you're talking and you do your best work when you collaborate
1: when I collaborate, yeah, really, and so I've had, which is interesting because the first thing I wrote and produced is the solo show, <laughs> um, but I feel like that was very much born out of you know conversations I've had with actor friends, Asian friends, mm-hmm. my family um. And now, I mean, my current producer, uh, Ari Ari Stidham, my producer Ari and David Stidham, um, I met Ari doing a uh, late-night sketch show on Zoom. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, and so it was just, we were doing, we were reading, like, funny sketches, and I was like, this dude's really funny. And I think <laughs> he looked me up, and he was like, oh, this guy's pretty funny. And uh, we yeah. started collaborating and chatting, and he was interested in producing theater, and yeah. he was like, what are you doing with the show? And I was like, oh, not, not really anything. Oh. And he was like, why not? And I was like, oh, I'm just – it helps having someone who knows what they're doing.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what? It, no, You know what you're doing. It's just you know mm-hmm. your – part of that collaboration your your yes. your yes. place in that in that whole scheme and then you've got to have the other pe the other experts as it were mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. areas I love that that to me is what collaboration is about you get two writers in the room but but both are just in the have the same emphasis of knowledge and and experience and mean no you've got to have a variety of backgrounds and and mm-hmm. and expertise uh so tell me now uh you do it all: writing, acting, producing, music, blah, blah, blah. Are you? Do you really believe that 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 writing is 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 your is your best of the of the genres of the areas uh, of interest, or do you do everything equally well?
1: I think it's all a means to do more acting. Oh, okay. You know, like I wanted to act more, and I'm like, okay, well, I want to do something that you know no one else is really doing, and so if like the only way I can do it is I have to write it, then right. I can write it.
0: So (laughs) all this to be able to have more of an opportunity to, 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 play to be you know a character Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well i love that so tell me then uh what is who or what do you credit your success up until now uh and uh you know was there an opportunity that opened a door i mean i think you mentioned the french festivals uh it
1: was lovely
0: yeah yeah so so it was there anybody else do you have an agent do you have somebody that's kind of kind of guiding you through the industry
1: yeah, I have a, I have a manager that I've just started working with who's who's amazing. Uh, his name's Jason. And uh, he's been really good. I think up until this point, you know, it's, I want to say my family. Is that?
0: Oh, no, that's <laughs> like, perfect. Can
1: I credit, like, in terms of yeah. preparing me as the person? Because I think right. one of the things I come back to is a lot of the opportunities that I've um had i feel like have come through being the person that i am yeah like including the talent uh and the training that i've received i think yeah the person that i've become through the family and friends that have shaped me right. i feel like i would credit all of my success to that really like oh, all of the, yeah i'm trying to think of a metaphor like a all the puzzle pieces that make up me that came from other people
0: well and it's the layering as well the parfait uh you know yeah 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 because it's all built it's all built upon you were talking about your childhood and how your dad was a musician and you know your Mm -hmm. mom really inspired you i mean you know without that uh don't get me wrong i've I've talked with a lot of people even on this show who who did not come from families that that supported them, and actually some of that was why they were inspired to become actors. They needed to purge you know mm-hmm. and you know what just in the sound of your voice and in your attitude, I can tell you have a really great family. <laughs> oh.
1: Thank you. Yes, Uh,
0: yes. What are you what's your advice? You know, I I can't believe it. It's been almost a half hour. We've been talking and uh I'm kinda coming to the end here, but I wanna ask you two more questions. Uh one can you give your ultimate advice for you you know you call yourself an actor who writes and does all these other things in the in the prospect or in the hope of acting more you know being on the stage more what is your advice for others that that are just getting started
1: Oh wow well um maybe my ultimate advice would be um to be interested in other people I think
0: that's a good advice (laughs) I
1: think it's uh yeah I think making sure that you're open to to listening and um yeah because I feel like you can learn so much like I always think of the idea that like I am just me is not as smart as like me and other people yeah and like that's not you know diminishing my capabilities any. It's just like what you said. It's just like if I can get more perspectives, right? Um, how is my art not going to be better?
0: Well, um, this coming from a, a man who really got to start doing a one man show. And one thing you learned when you started to collaborate was the importance of the other, the other you know influences. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, I love that. And also, you you said your first the first way you trained was just watching other people and so mm-hmm. you do appreciate that and and that to me is some great advice yes yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, well good good yeah. yeah what are you doing I,
0: right now though what what's your what's your project right now the one uh, that right you- now mm-hmm.
1: i am uh about to head to new york in in two weeks um to, and two weeks from today, actually, on, from May 18th to the 29th, uh-huh. I'll be performing uh, Mr. Inuyoshi at the Soho Playhouse.
0: Wow. So, oh, my yeah, gosh. I'm
1: very excited.
0: And I have a feeling just, I mean, even when you just describe it, it is just so intriguing. And I think it's very timely. I think that it will, it should go over very well in our in our world right now, especially in our oh, nation. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it needs to be, it, you know, your attitude about, you know, other people might do a show like this and set out to completely demean Mickey Rooney and and, and, and people like him who were insensitive and to take on characters that that where their ethnicity was, well, they're turning your, uh, you know, the Japanese ethnicity into a, a co- comedy, you know. Really.
1: Oh, I just want to clarify, I, I am playing uh, a white dude playing a Japanese dude. I'm actually Korean. <laughs>
0: oh that's interesting interesting yeah. and so it's more
1: about like asians in the arts asians. but okay. well, um i yeah. i do think that there is mm-hmm. and again i know that not everyone has the when people are angry i like i i understand it's the thing of being interested kind of like okay you're angry okay. and like i i can understand why you're angry right but like for me i know that that's not I, I, I don't like being angry. And so the idea of like there being multiple perspectives and for this, it was kind of yeah. like, is there a way I can approach this yeah. that is, Um, and I think it's also just a lot more interesting that way. Yeah. Right. You know, the mm-hmm. idea that you're like, cause it's the thing that I, I fascinated by is that people who are kind of like, I was rooting for Mickey Rooney, you know, kind of like they right. walk out and they're like, you as Mickey Rooney, I was kind of like, i yeah. I was rooting for you i want well there's a know.
0: sympathy there there's a you know, and when you when you do it the way you're doing it, you're showing that you've got you, you know you're exposing all the truths involved in the situation uh and you can't no one is totally Satan in all of that <laughs> you know
1: I think so yeah, yeah, I try to look at the human element and like I think that's something I even say in the play of yeah. kind of like when you play a caricature of someone yeah. you kind of strip them of their humanity and right. I didn't want to do make the same mistake that wow.
0: wow that is oh wow all I can say is wow Jonathan I, I love I love this conversation. I love the fact that so lovely, yeah, this is great. And it just and the fact that you just now said, by the way, I'm Korean playing a a white guy playing a Japanese guy, how complicated! And I I just hope, I hope so much, you will bring that show to Vegas. That's where I'm. I am now. Oh,
1: thank you so much. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Oh my goodness. Well, hey, yeah, like I said, we're out of time. But my goodness, I appreciate. Lovely.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You are lovely. And I am so glad that we've got to meet this way. And that was my interview with J. Elijah Cho. He is a young, inspiring actor who has done quite a bit with his very uh, short career so far. But I see a lot of stuff that is potentially going to happen for this young man. And I will tell you, too, that we are in discussions with perhaps... Doing a masterclass on creating your own one-person show. I have had extensive experience in that myself, as as obviously has Jonathan. And uh, we are going to do a masterclass coming up, hopefully in the next month or so, where if you are interested in putting together your own one-person show, we're going to give some advice on that. So if you have questions for us uh, ahead of time, Email them over. We will answer your questions on the show and you can reach us at an at ajbprods.com and with an E. At AJBprods.com As always And send me your questions for my Tag Tuesdays as well And this Wednesday We're also going to be uh, featuring A friend of mine, Christy Ferris She too is a young actor Who's done it all And uh, you will enjoy very much Hearing from Christy You've seen her on television many times On Scrubs and Passions And all these other television shows uh, But she is Also a woman who's done a one-woman show, and we're going to talk with her on Wednesday about that. And so join us, and thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to tell everybody we're here. This has been The Actor's Guide. Tag, you're it. This has been The Actor's Guide. For more information about Ann Johnston Brown or to join the tag team, please visit our website at ajbprods.com slash podcast.